Hello and welcome to the Fertility and Femtech podcast, brought to you by Zonas, where we aim to educate you on all taboo topics in women's health. You can learn more on our YouTube channel or at yourzonas.com. Hi everyone, I am Dr. Ravina, NHS doctor specialised in women's health and I'd like to welcome you to this dedicated channel for women's health where we aim to educate, empower and inspire women to break through all those taboo topics that no one likes to talk about. We'd like to encourage an open conversation so feel free to drop any questions in the comments below or direct message me on Instagram at dr.ravina. Today we'll be discussing factors that can impact conception and this is one of our episodes in the series of planning pregnancy. So if you are out there thinking about getting pregnant, thinking about getting pregnant in the near future, or perhaps you're already trying. So it's really important that um, we educate you on all the things that you need to know. So there's lots of factors that can affect fertility, either directly or indirectly. And the factors may be modifiable, where we can make changes to increase your fertility, increase your chance of getting pregnant, increase the rate of a healthy pregnancy. But then there's also factors that are non-modifiable. And it's really important that we talk about both so that we can help you to mitigate any risk that you may have that puts you at higher risk of not getting pregnant quickly or having an unhealthy pregnancy. Now, it's important that there's a lot of information available for women and for couples. If women knew the risks of having children later, the risks of chromosomal abnormalities later on, and they knew they had underlying gynecological issues, then that can help them to plan their future and to have children at an earlier stage so that they can prevent any increased risk of having children later on in life. So first of all, we're going to talk about the modifiable factors that you can implement in your life to increase the rate of fertility, to increase your overall health, that can help to reduce the risks during pregnancy, the complications to your baby, and complications that can occur during childbirth. The first is weight. So it's really important to have an optimum weight, ideally to have a BMI between 20 and 25. In our modern day society, we know that about two in three adults are overweight. So that's having a BMI of over 25. Having a BMI of over 30 pushes people into the obese category. There are lots of risks associated with high body weight and risk during your pregnancy. There's antenatal risks, so risks during your pregnancy, postpartum during your pregnancy, and also to your baby. And so we're gonna just run through some of those risks now. Some of the risks that you can get during the antenatal time are increased risk of miscarriage. So there's a rate of um, increased miscarriage in a BMI of more than 30. Gestational diabetes, preeclampsia, a higher rate of getting clots in your legs or your lungs, and also a higher rate of your baby having a bigger weight. Now, the risks of peripartum risks are having a preterm labor, so going into labor earlier than expected, having postpartum hemorrhage, so shoulder dystocia, where your baby's shoulder is stuck during um, labor in the birthing canal, 
and that can have implications on the baby later on. A longer labor using um, instrumental delivery, so needing forceps or needing a ventouse during delivery. And also there's risks associated with needing more anesthetic and having um, more pain relief than normal. The risks to the baby are that there's an increased chance that your baby will be a bigger baby. Uh, there's a bigger risk of them having neonatal hypoglycemia where they have low blood sugar when they're born. There's also a risk of neuro neural tube defects and these are defects in the brain or the spine and that can lead to neurological deficit in their lives. And if a mother is obese or has high blood pressure or has diabetes, that risk is then passed on to the baby. So they are then at increased risk of childhood obesity and getting type two diabetes in their lives too. So the decisions that you make now can influence your baby later on. Approximately one in five pregnant women are obese and according to the Embrace UK statistics, we know that 37% of women died in 2014 to 2016 were obese and 20% were overweight. And that is just a huge amount of deaths that could have been prevented. So it's really important for us to tackle high BMI early. If you fall in this category of having high BMI, then some advice that we can give you is one, lose weight um, and talk to your doctor about doing this. Two, you'll need an increased dose of folic acid around five milligrams, which is more than the normal dose. You then also need perhaps a referral to the dietitian if you have a BMI of more than 40. We also want you to have um, vitamin D, ideally 10 micrograms every single day. Um, and if you have a high BMI, you may need consultant-led care in a hospital uh, for all your antenatal checks rather than being done by the midwife. Let's now move on to exercise. Now, exercise helps to boost the fertility and especially in people who are overweight and have a higher risk of insulin resistance and gestational diabetes. Also, exercise helps to reduce stress. So if you're trying to get pregnant, exercising can help reduce the stress of trying to get pregnant but also the stress that you may experience during your pregnancy so do make sure that you carry on exercising even if you do become pregnant smoking contains harmful substances like carcinogens are toxic substances not only to you but also to your baby and it can lead to interuterine growth restriction where your baby is smaller than normal and that's this is because of the inefficient blood supply from the placenta going to the baby and the blood vessels aren't formed as well as they can be and that's why you generally have a smaller baby because they're not getting all the blood supply and nutrition that they need to grow further to that if you are trying to get pregnant, then carcinogens can cause a toxic effect to your ovaries and also to your sperm. So this applies to both men and women so that we can optimize your chances of getting pregnant. Drug use. So drug use reduces your chances of getting pregnant. It reduces your fertility and it poses risk to your baby. So I distinctly remember one case of a pregnant woman that came in with premature labor at 26 weeks. And it was in the middle of the night, she came in and she was super drowsy. She was actually, um, unconscious when I saw her and we had to get the baby out. It was an emergency C-section. There was postpartum hemorrhage. There was bleeding everywhere. 
and the baby had a very low birth weight and was kept in neonatal intensive care for many weeks. So the baby had a very low birth weight and the baby needed to be kept in neonatal intensive care unit and be kept under the paediatricians for a prolonged period of time uh, because the baby hadn't developed. And not only that, the baby had neonatal withdrawal symptoms. And that was because the mother had been abusing cocaine during her pregnancy, which led to preterm labour led to intrauterine growth restriction and caused um, her baby to have some complications and it was such a sad situation that I'd seen um, and whilst we were treating the mother she was also having withdrawal symptoms whilst she had just had her baby. So that for me was a first-hand experience of how cocaine and illicit drugs can have such a detrimental effect not only on the mother but also on the baby. In terms of medications, if you are taking any medications, make sure you talk to your doctor to make sure um, you know whether you should continue them or not and if they have any uh, teratogenic effect on your baby during your first trimester. In this includes herbal medication, so if you are taking any herbal medication, we generally don't recommend anything during pregnancy and the only thing that's usually safe is something like paracetamol. So do make sure you talk to your doctor before starting any new medication. The next thing is caffeine. So caffeine is not only found in tea and coffee, but it's also found in chocolate, energy drinks, it's found in fizzy drinks like Coca-Cola. And so it's really important just to have a look at the back of the package to see how much caffeine is in that product. So we advise around 200 milligrams a day and not to exceed this too much. And that is because caffeine and a high amount of caffeine can increase the risk of miscarriage. Stress is a modifiable risk factor that we know we can control to help increase your chances of fertility, increase your chances of um, getting pregnant, and that's for a whole range of different reasons. The next modifiable risk factor is stress. Now stress, many people experience, but the negative implication of stress can be that you aren't producing enough eggs, that you have irregular ovulation, you don't have a high enough sex hormone production and that comes down to the fact you have high levels of cortisol. The high levels of cortisol reduce your sex hormone production but not only that it also reduces your libido so you don't actually feel like having sexual intercourse as much as normal. So that's why we need to keep control of our stress levels and that can be done through yoga, exercise, meditation, socializing, speaking to people and whatever method helps you is the best thing to just reduce your stress. I'd now like to move on to non-modifiable factors that affect your rate of conception. So the first is maternal age. So in the UK, the maternal age of first pregnancy is getting later and later in life. So in 2017, the average age was 28.8 years of age was the first age of pregnancy and that compared to 27 and a half in 2007. So we can see that there is a slow in increase in the age. And this is for a variety of different reasons, for life lifestyle choices, women uh, climbing their careers, wanting to go traveling, wanting to embark on their ambitions before settling down to have children. So this is great for women, it's really important that we are aware of the risk of an increased maternal age. Now, in women who are over 35, the risk of having a chromosomal abnormality is much higher. Specifically, trisomy 21, also known as Down syndrome, is much higher in these women. So just looking at these statistics here, you can see that at age 20, the risk of having a chromosomal abnormality is one in one. 
1,500. At age 30, this is one in 800. At age 35, it's one in 270. And then at age 40, this drops down to one in 100. So that's 1%, which is actually quite high. Um, so that's why it's really important to bear in mind the age in which you are conceiving. Another non-modifiable factor, but something that can influence your decision is the type of contraception that you're on. So if you've been taking contraception prior to getting pregnant, the one that we need to be aware of is the depot injection. And that's the only contraception that can delay your fertility for up to a year. The pill, the implant, the coil aren't thought to delay your pregnancy. So if you are on the depot, make sure that you are planning it accordingly so that you don't have that delay in fertility when you do wish to get pregnant. And the last thing that I wanted to talk about is fertility rates and how they change as you get older. So there's some statistics based on 100 couples who are trying to get pregnant in one year. At age 30, 75% of couples will conceive and have a baby after trying for one year. At age 35, this then drops to 66 couples who will get pregnant and have a baby. And at age 40, this goes down to 44 couples out of 100 who will then get pregnant. So that's less than 50%. And I think those numbers are really important so that you can share those with people who you love, your sisters, your daughters. So those statistics are really important to share with the people around you, the women in your life, so that we can help you get pregnant. Now that concludes today's video. We've discussed a lot about the modifiable and non-modifiable risk factors. I'm going to do another video on underlying conditions that you may have that put you at higher risk of having difficulty getting pregnant. And those are very specific examples. So people who have diabetes or epilepsy or thyroid issues or autoimmune conditions. So if that appeals to you, do check it out in our next video. Please do share this with anyone that you love as it helps our community of women to grow. All the best, take care, speak to you soon, bye.